hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. We're here to discuss Michigan's thrilling victory over the Minnesota Gophers, retaining the Little Brown Jug. Well, Andy, what did you think of that one? That one. Well, I certainly stuck it out to the end. I was disappointed in the defense. I was disappointed in the offense, their inability to rush the football. And the defense gave up big plays, let a lot of passing out. They just weren't into it. But it, it, when it came down to it, the game was decided on Michigan's strength. And that strength is Fred's line. They're the best part of the whole outfit. Uh, with exception of special teams once in a while. And they knew what they were doing and they held. Two shots down there close within half a yard of the uh, goal line and they held. What more can you ask for them in the long run? They helped lose, they helped get, get Michigan behind the eight ball in the first place and they helped bail them out at the end and I'm very grateful for a win there. Because it would have been absolutely devastating to uh, to get a loss there. Well, I'll tell you what, Andy. It, it's amazing how football works out because we lost a game that we should have won against Michigan State. And by all accounts, I mean, by some incredibly poor play calling, I, I mean, I don't know what Minnesota was thinking there, but we very easily could have lost that game. So it's interesting how it worked out that we lose one that we, we kind of had in the bag, and then we win one that, you know, I thought Minnesota had in the bag. And I'm sure glad that we're sitting on this side dissecting their play calling and not talking about Michigan screwing up because I have to tell you, I cannot imagine what it's like to be a Minnesota Gopher right now and try to explain uh, that that fiasco. But, but like you said, it, it was good. I mean... If the game has to be on the line, um, I'm glad our defense was there. Um, we do have some concerns. I mean, I think the big concern is is the future of Ruddock. Um, and I'll tell you, when he went out, when he went out, first thing I thought is this is Armageddon because I did not think he was coming back. And as we've said, there's really not a, a definite backup. So it was great to see Spite come in and, and do well, and, and he looked great on that short field that they gave him. But I'm really wondering what the availability, what the availability of Redox is going to be, and uh, I'm sure glad we got out of there with a win. Yes, it would have been tough uh, not to. Because uh, let's just put them, they put some bowl eligible. How many wins they have now? Well, and that's the thing. I mean... They're definitely over the over the hump, and yep. you know the the thing that I have, it, the thing that I recognize, is that Michigan continues to struggle on the road a little bit, and I will tell you that I was not uh, in the camp that thought this was going to be a blowout. Minnesota has played us tough the last few years. Then you add the extra relish of of their coach retiring. And I, I think they're a decent team. I'll, I'll tell you, they they really had some nice execution on that last drive to move down. And Weiner played the best game that he's probably played this year, and he was right on target with some of those passes. His wheels were working good. He was the best quarterback on the field 
for that day and that game. And we knew that, that when Till uh, killed his career there as the head coach, that they were going to be sky high. The only time that I, never, that I can remember that didn't happen on Bo's last game, which I think was a Rose Bowl, and he lost. And I was there. And I was oh, there. Were you at that? And I was there, and not only was I there, but I the play that they called the Phantom Holes happened right in front yeah. of me. I was right on the 50-yard line at the Rose Bowl in about the 10th row, and I saw the whole thing happen, and Bo just go ballistic. And, well, I, you know, it, I felt it, bad for him. It's one of those things where, you know, we've seen where teams have, have stepped up for teams in their last game. And, again, it's on the road, and... When I was looking at the games all year, I thought Minnesota was going to be a tough game on the road, even without all the extra relish of, of Keel retiring. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, then you had Rodak going down. Um, you had Pepper showing why he's so great. Pepper showing that you know he's still a, a younger player who's who makes some mistakes. Um, you know, it, it's it's really an interesting time because you can see that Michigan has the pieces to be really good. But we're still really thin. I mean, if Reddit goes down, um, I don't know where that puts us. And it was a gutty win, but you know, it's definitely a, a game that you take the win and get the hell out of Dodge because uh, I think Minnesota gave them everything they, you know, they could. And like I said, I'm sitting here wondering I'm so glad that I'm not on the Minnesota side trying to defend that play call because that was, you know, and, and that's the old saying they say in the Big Ten, if you can't get a, a yard, you shouldn't be in the Big Ten. And, you know, it amazes me. You know, and here we are dissecting Minnesota more than Michigan. But it amazes me that when the play was being reviewed, they did not have a play ready to run right there because... You know, with about 16 or 17 seconds left, theoretically, you can get two play, two or three plays. Well, and, they should have had three plays. Yeah, and, and, and they, they screwed around and ran down to, you know, a couple seconds. And, you know, again, they, they went back into shotgun. What are they? What are you doing? I mean, and, and again, if it, if it works, you're a hero. And I wonder, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, were they purposely trying to run time off the clock? You know, did they not want to? Were they so afraid of Peppers bringing it, it the almost, back? It looked like that. So I thought the same thing. Are they doing this on purpose? So maybe so. I don't know. But anyway, it would it was it would be a hard loss to take. I was not impressed with Michigan's offensive line. Uh, they don't have a running game yet, and it's a good thing that Drake Johnson is back and looking so good. Because when he begins to nibble on the out edges a little bit, they begin to look better. But everybody is going to stop Mr. Smith up the middle because uh, that's just a matter of overpowering everybody. And we simply aren't that good on the offensive line to overpower all the people that they need to. So I think they need a little more finesse and not quite so much the heavy back stuff. None of the heavy backs are doing well. None of the heavy backs except... Dean Smith have done well this year. Uh, they get stopped against good defenses, and they even got stopped against Minnesota, and I hesitate to say that that's a good defense. 
Well, you definitely have some challenges ahead. I mean, you have a Rut- you have a Rutgers team that you would think Michigan would want to come and handle after what happened last year. I mean, they want to handle them anyway. Um, you have Penn State, you have Indiana, and you have Ohio State looming. And again, I, I question where we are with Ruddock. Um, I don't expect Coach Harbaugh to tell us anything tomorrow. Um, and, and I don't think we're going to know. We might not know for sure, sure until the first series on Saturday. And that's, that's when we'll know. Because he's not going to tell anybody. You know, nobody's going to get any information from him on that. He's, so there's a, that being a secret will happen. I don't know how how the substitute quarterback will do it. Uh, but I, I the only thing out. the only thing that I remember is that we I did talk to Spate last year, okay, and I remember we actually got to see him throw in practice. He got some rave reviews by Shane Morris of all people, and what I remember is big arm, not real mobile, um, but again he moved a little bit on one of those plays. So you know, you have to wonder. I mean, he you know one of the things that surprised me is that. He really seemed to hit a comfort zone on that last drive, which which is funny because that's when the, the most pressure's on. But he really yeah, tried to yeah. settle in, and, and he seemed to be, you know, at the controls of the offense. And let's be honest, the offense, I think the offense has many wrinkles, potential wrinkles. But we haven't seen a lot of them under Ruddock, and... It's interesting to see another quarterback come in and, and basically be up to the challenge of, of moving the team um, and, and, you know, come through. So it, it does give me a little more faith if, for example, Ruddock doesn't come back. But I still hope he's back. I hope that, you know, he's okay because he still seems to be the best choice from what I've seen as long as he's healthy. Yeah, I sure like the uh, plays that... Uh how do you say his name, Spate? Spate, yeah, Wilton Spate. That's how you pronounce it. I, I, I sure did think that he was extremely poised and did extremely well, and he was poised in the interview after the game. Said all the right things. Did I wasn't excited about this, bragging, but uh, real excited about it. Just took it as a matter of fact, uh, and uh, did very well. So that that was a blessing. That's one of the upsides of that game, and there were several. Let's talk about Jabril. 92, 92 uh, plays he's in on, and uh, going full throttle with all of them. So he's a, a good example of good conditioning. I don't know if any, he doesn't ever look tired, and he makes it all look so easy, it's unbelievable. I think that if he stays at Michigan and doesn't go pro uh, and stays a while, he's going to be right up there with the best they've ever had because he's one of the, one of the, he's comparable to most of the best athletes they've ever had. There's no question about it. Well, and the other interesting thing was, you know, he's had some off the field distractions this week. And it didn't seem like it affected him that much. That's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I wonder, um, you know, I, I don't like to get into gossip and hearsay. Um, but, you know, w- with what he has going off the field, I wonder, and again, I just wonder if he's going to be a player who ends up leaving early just to escape the nonsense. 
Um, you know, and we've had players like that before. Um, Manningham, you know, Mario Manningham struck me as somebody who basically, you know, was barely keeping it together off the field academically and, and other ways and basically just got out. Um, I, I hope that Peppers can stay. I'd really like to see how good he can be. Um, you know, uh, he still makes a few mistakes in the, you know, in special teams and going back and trying to field that ball and, you know, it looked like it was going to be a safety, uh, you know, for a second, yeah. which would have been bad. Yeah. But again, it's he on the field, on the field, he, he looks like he is the man and he's definitely fun to watch. And it'll be interesting as he, as he gets more support around him as the team progresses. It'll be really interesting. I'll tell you, this team, by time bowl season comes, with an extra two or three weeks of practice, this team should be in real good shape. You bet. The injury button hasn't hit him as hard as it did last year. A lot of things uh, are looking good for him. There's a lot of upside to him. And that defense can be a lot better than it is and will get a lot, lot better than it is. Still, I'm still a little wary of the pass defense, though. They don't have that uh, a, a rusher there, a defensive end, uh, that they need with the quickness and savvy to get in there more. And they don't break the ball away from people. They haven't caused many turnovers this year. Well, and well, though, I mean, you look, and again, Peppers almost broke up. You know, you saw the you saw the the quarter the receiver stack, which is one of my favorite players, or some one of my favorite plays, and he jumped it and almost you know went the other way, and you can see him getting it getting closer and closer to making some really big plays. You know, he had a really nice return for a touchdown. I mean, he's definitely a big time playmaker. I hope. I hope that the coaches are talking to him about minimizing distractions off the field. And uh, I will tell you that one funny thing is I was on North Campus on Friday, and there were many, many, many Coach Harbaugh costumes running around. So it's funny to see that not only is he popular among the football fans, but even among the engineers on North Campus, he he seems to be very popular right now. So it's uh, definitely a, 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 it's good to see the enthusiasm um, about football and about Coach Harbaugh. Um, and again, at six and two, you know the, the the crappy thing about losing to Michigan State is, you know, and I've said it on these podcasts before. My litmus test for this season was splitting Michigan State and Ohio State, and you had the game in right. the bag. You had, you know, and I and I've said it, and I'll say it again. You split those games, you declare victory, and, and that's a that's a good season after the last couple years. Well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, didn't, and you know, you can get as excited as you want about a two or three loss season, but if those two loss, if two of those losses are to Ohio State and, and Michigan State, you can feel better about it if the games were close, but. That's that's really the test. That is the rub for any coach that comes in here. And, you know, Hoke was lucky enough to have that off year, that gap year between Trestle and Meyer to get his victory against Ohio State. And then he had that last second victory over Michigan State. And that does a lot. You know, we always talked about what was Hoke's signature win. And what we didn't have was signature wins on the road 
Okay, it never happened. So it would have been really nice to have a win over Michigan State in the bank riding the rest of the season. Um, well, it certainly would. There's no question about it that it was a devastating loss. But still, you can see that they can compete with one of the best defenses around. Um, Michigan just needs talent in a few places. And they're going to be a very, very good football team. The guy I don't want to ignore here is Jamie Chesson. Uh, he's he's uh, doing it on the ground. He's doing it through the air. He got his first touchdown pass uh, here, this year uh, in this game. He got two of them in. They're in the outer run. A 22-yard run, something like that. So uh, he's just really matured and he's developing into a great player. And part of the reason is that Michigan needs people with speed. And he's got it. He's got the speed. I wasn't sure he had the talent to carry the speed, but I'm now I begin to think he is. And I think by the end of the year, he's going to become a real weapon. And one of these days, he's going to snag one of Rudolph's uh, passes, long ones, and be into that end zone before you can blink an eye. So I'm glad to see him developing. I think he's going to be a better player than I thought he ever would be. Well, Andy. What's your last word heading into Rutgers week? Well, I, 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 I want to see the Wolverines get out there and and, uh, and kick themselves some Rutgers because I, I want to see them get a whipping. They laid one on us last year, and I can still taste the crow. I know the coaches say that it's only this year that counts, it's only the next game that counts and all that, but it'll be a cool afternoon probably in November, and part of it will be played after dark. It could be going back to the cars in the dark and stuff like that, but uh, it'll be another 330 affair. Yep, and looking at the weather forecast, the high on Saturday, the projected high is 50 and the low is 33. So you know, as a as a three thirty game, which is the curse, which is a curse upon humanity in November, um, things are going to be chilly in that second half. And well, they certainly are, and it's going to be for the people that park a little ways from the stadium. It's going to be a long, dark walk back to those cars because Ann Arbor doesn't have streetlights on every street. I take a flashlight now for those kind of games so that I can find my way back to the, to the truck. But anyway, it's going to be Michigan football. You'll be there, and you'll be there for free. So it ain't all bad. Well, and that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue.